0: Hi everybody, welcome to Third Coast Gaming Radio. Today is Tuesday, November 17th. We are episode 8. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Austin Taylor. Yes, hello.
1: No, I cannot bring the house down.
0: Can we? The roof is on fire. We don't need no water. Let it burn. It's Hey, it's me, Travis Doyle. I'm here as well.
1: Travis Arsonist Doyle, apparently. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: That was my nickname in middle school. My first, uh, one of my first gmails was just like pyro nerd. And I was like, well, I should drop the pyro at some point if I'm making this an email for yeah. professionalism. And then I'm like, well, yeah. as it turns out, you just use your name and your email. <clears throat> but that's fine. How's your week? Besides video game oh. stuff, what you, uh, what you, oh, before that, real fast. I'm splitting the podcast into two, just letting everyone know. We're going to do news first, and then I got another one. It's going to be gaming impressions. You'll see it come up on the feed. But, uh, yeah, how's your week been, Austin? What's up, man? Uh,
1: You know, all things considered, okay. You know, um, work is not scheduling me. as We we talked about this beforehand, (laughs) but, like, work is not scheduling me. Uh, And, you know, there's just... So much all the time.
0: Yeah. Like, have you have you been watching any movies to keep your keep your mind off of it? Because I I definitely dipped into that
1: with uh, family. Yeah, I definitely did. Just like decide to rewatch Lord of the Rings for oh, whatever nice. reason, and then I wa- ended up watching a uh, Troy, the Brad Pitt. Uh, or I forget who directed that movie, but the Brad Pitt, uh, starring take on the war or the.
0: Wasn't it Ridley that Scott? Old Troy?
1: No, Ridley Scott didn't do that one.
0: He did Gladiator.
1: Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did that one. He did Dude, the Roman.
0: Yeah, Troy is Wolfgang Peterson, who did the Neverending Story. Oh, he is a German director. Yeah. yeah, that's Enemy Mine. Have you ever seen Enemy Mine? He also directed N- that. It's like a no. That is a Dennis Quaid. Is on a planet with an alien. They're both stuck there. You know, it's like the same plot as like an episode of Star Trek, except it's a whole movie, and it's a big parallel to like our stuff with the Soviet Union or something. But um, man, Lord of the Rings. I uh, I bought a Risk Lord of the Rings edition from like 2004 for twenty dollars on eBay, and it's the trilogy version, and you and you have a bunch of Lord of the Rings minis in it. It's really cool. I'm very happy.
1: Yeah, I know they just like they're about to release that like Lord of the Rings trilogy on 4K Ultra HD, and it's just I don't know if I can do that.
0: I already I literally like months ago bought the extended edition Blu-rays because they were on sale for like forty bucks, so I can't. Hey, did you watch the extended or the regular for Lord of the Rings?
1: I watched the extended because they took the theatrical cuts off of Netflix. And, like, that's just what I had for Blu-rays. Like, I have a DVD for all the uh, theatrical stuff, which I, I'm going to go out on a limb and just say theatrical cuts are better. Um, for those Yeah, movies. they're
0: better, right? Yeah. I...
1: Especially, like, I think the extended cut of The Fellowship is really good. That's, yeah. like, probably my favorite one. But, like, the extended cut of Two Towers and Return of the King, I can't think of any... Like, there are two scenes in Return of the King that I... Wish made it in the theatrical cut, but like the rest of the extended edition, I can really just leave.
0: Yeah, the way I watch the extended stuff is I'll watch like a uh, like a mini series. Is I'll do two hours of one of them. Yeah, stop, or I'll do an hour sometimes.
1: Yeah, these are just so goddamn long.
0: Yeah, it's basically a TV show at that point. They they shot so much footage for that. Did they film those movies over two years in a row and then went into post production?
1: I think I think that's what happened there.
0: Let's see. I'm, 438 days. So a year yeah. and a little... like October 11th, 1999 to December 2000. And then they'd pick up shots from 2001 to 2004 for shit they missed. Uh, it took them three months to film Helms Deep because they only filmed it at night.
1: Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. Jesus. Jesus. It's like, I, I
0: can only ever watch The Fellowship. I never make it to Two Towers. I haven't rewatched it in a while.
1: Yeah, I I have a soft spot for Two Towers. Like, partially because I think Helm's Deep is, like, one of the better, like, battle sequences put to film for, yeah. like, fantasy epics. And also, like, the, the ending, like, Two Towers is where you realize this is, like, how important to the plot Samwise is. Um, yeah. Specifically, like through keeping Frodo from like being an idiot, Um, and also like his end monologue is is just good stuff.
0: Lots of good stuff there. Um, Third Coast
1: Gaming Radio. (laughs) What's up, Lord of the Rings fan cast?
0: Oh yeah, Third Coast Gaming. I can't even think of it. Third. Coast of the Rings, Third Coast of Mordor. Third Coast of Mordor, you know, it writes itself. Um Well, let's get into some news, man. you did you see this shit coming out where people were like vaping into their Xbox and it turned into like a meme and like fake news at the same time?
1: Yeah, like I remember seeing um like impressions or like when the Xbox series X Like was coming out, people were like, Can you charge your vape rig? On your yeah. Xbox, and you can. Uh, but like the fact that people were like vaping into the console is very strange to it's me.
0: Smoke out. I sent you the link in Discord. It's just like, God, it's just smoking at the top of it. It's such a. It's like that, and they were doing like the ping pong thing too, where someone was. I don't know what happened with the ping pong thing, but they were like putting it into there.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, is, like, the fan on the top of the Xbox Series X is, like, strong enough to where you can levitate a ping-pong off of it.
0: Let's see if, if that's real or if they debunked it as... <clears throat> it seems to show a levitating. Who knows? I guess I'll it... spend $500 to figure that out. But um, yeah. Microsoft put out a tweet that's like, we can't believe we have to say this, but please don't blow vape smoke into your Series X.
1: Yeah. Come on, y'all. Take care of your electronics. This is $500, and yeah, we want your money, but, like, please.
0: He vopes like, he s- blowed, blew the smoke at the bottom of it, and it comes out the top. God, it just looks like a chimney. It's a cool image, but I hope that, <laughs> I I think this guy just, war- like, voided his warranty. Oh, yeah. All right. I wanted to get into, um, there's this article coming out from some Japanese like tech, uh, this, this one's from The Motley Fool, it's by uh, Leo Sun, it's, Sony's PS3 outsold the PS4 in Japan, and there's a lot of conversation recently from some stuff I've been watching where, <clears throat> like the market share in Japan, is pretty much only the Switch. It's like eighty percent of their market share is the Switch. So like PS4 not did not sell that well. So I have this sales figure. Uh, the Nintendo 3DS was the best selling there so far, along with the Vita, then the PS3, then the PS4. And this is from May 11th to 18th. What do you think about uh PS4 sales in Japan, Austin? Are you still there, Austin?
1: Well I mean yeah, I'm looking at this article right now and like this looks this was published in twenty fourteen. Oh, was it? Yeah.
0: Oh geez, I picked up the wrong article. Terrible. And
1: well, like there's the other thing from that you because you also linked up the like the dual shockers article. Um, which, like, is talking about the, like, Switch-dominating sales in Japan.
0: Yeah, so that's, like, the most recent thing I could find about it. Uh, I I don't know where the other one is, but there was definitely some scuttlebutt about the PS4 just not doing as well in Japan.
1: Yeah. I mean it's not particularly like hard to believe, right? Like it's I think there's a lot of like the way that we here in America sort of absorb video games is like is very different from how like people in Japan absorb video games as it relates to like work life uh balance and that sort of thing. Is my is like is my understanding of it.
0: Yeah. And there's a Bloomberg it- article talking about how a senior figure within PlayStation was disappointed by Japan's performance for the PS4. And they're talking about how the region was sidelined in the planning for the PS5's launch. So that I don't think they're focusing as much with the PS5 in Japan, because the Switch is just so dominant there.
1: Yeah, and it's Yeah. And that's not like, that's not hard to believe, like, either. I think, like, we, like, you see that coming up in, like, probably near the end of the PS4's life cycle. Um, Once, like, once the Switch gets out there, because, like, this is, like, a very convenient, very portable console.
0: Yeah. And most. the 3ds was just so popular in japan and like moss hunter sold so well on that like i even though moss hunter world had like 10 million copies on like home consoles they're still putting out like moss hunter stuff for the 3d for the switch as well i only bring up capcom's moss hunter game because it's like a console seller like there was stuff I was looking into where it was like Vita just didn't sell as well because it didn't have a Monster Hunter game.
1: Yeah, and like I there are, and there are several like Monster Hunter experiences like coming to the uh, like coming to the Switch.
0: Yeah, like Monster Hunter Rise right. coming out.
1: Yeah, That's... you have like that 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 narrative Monster Hunter game. You have. Yeah. Um, Another, like, another one, um... Like
0: stories was the other one. I think, yeah, Rise is coming March 2021. Yeah, so like, as, Sorry, go for it.
1: And, like, and as good as, like, World is, like... Like, as much as people like World, I haven't seen much revolving around, like, what are, the, like, the future plans for, like, a Monster Hunter game-like World.
0: Yeah, and I think this, um... Since we're into Capcom, there's this Capcom. Uh, I'd call it, that someone hacked them, and that they were. The attack began November second, and they were getting into the. They found the launch date for Resident Evil Village, and it looked like they were talking about. Monster Resident Evil Village is April twenty twenty one. Monster Hunter Stories Two is June twenty twenty one, and there's also like a battle royale Resident Evil coming out.
1: Yeah, it's. I thought like, there was should,
0: Monster World Two talk in here somewhere.
1: Like you should definitely like sort of like frame this like Capcom like suffered a ransomware attack, um, and like it is like when they confirmed the attack, they said that as many as like three hundred fifty thousand uh, people might probably had their, like, personal information compromise. Yeah. Which is, like, which is huge. This is, I would say, like, there's a way to talk about, like, this in a way that, I, like, I've seen this be framed in some stories. Um, I kind of, there are not, I don't think there are enough stories that they're framing this in the same way that, like, they framed, like, we framed, uh, like, the big PSN hack that happened, like, a couple of years ago, because this is kind of in that same vein. Like, this is... Not a not the leak of like an employee who overshared on social media or some such
0: thing. Yeah, it's three hundred and fifty thousand people. That's crazy. See.
1: Yeah, and so like this is all like a lot of the information was sort of from twenty
0: eighteen. Yeah, and they didn't thing. none of the at risk data contains credit card information, which I hope that's true. Um, Yeah, that sucks.
1: Yeah. There is, like, there is, like, an interesting small bit here um, in this write-up. Versus the hackers exposed the payments made to Capcom for putting its games on certain platforms. Internal documents said Google Stadia paid Capcom 10 million for Resident Evil 7 and Resident Evil 8, and Sony huh. paid 5 million to make Resident Evil uh, to, to Capcom to make Resident Evil 7 for PSVR. Um, so I That's think fantastic. I think there's some interesting there's actually some interesting information in here as far as. Like understanding the kind of money that w- that companies throw around for, say, uh, console exclusive like things, like the PSVR feature and um, a timed DLC. Yeah. He's that's- like, that's something that we're seeing a lot of. Like, we saw a lot of in this generation it was like console exclusivity and like specific, like console DLC, that sort of thing. And it's interesting to note, like, how much money is kind of being moved around in those types of deals.
0: Yeah, it, I'm glad we can kind of see behind the curtain a little bit when they're doing stuff like that. Cause it's like, when you think about it, it's like, why, why would Capcom put Resident Evil Seven on PSVR? And it, as it turned out, it's because Sony was like, "Hey, you, here's five million. Please make this for us. It'll be cool."
1: Yeah, pretty uh, cool.
0: I don't think five. I don't think I don't know if they made the money back, but they're trying to invest in VR.
1: Yeah, I hope they, you know, I hope they did. Uh all things considered, like Resident Evil 7, I didn't play that in VR. I would not be able to handle that in <laughs> VR. But that is kind of like to my understanding as someone who's like very sort of uh like ankle deep in VR. Like for a long time Resident Evil 7 was like the killer app for PSVR.
0: Mhm. <clears throat> and like you in general thing to like an actual video like a a campaign video game. Yeah. All right. Um I saw this thing coming out uh, that for when you have Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, you'll get EA Play starting on November 10th and then PC is getting that in December. And um I want to throw a couple games at you and talk about cuz I I got this yesterday and I was trying to figure out some multiplayer servers were working for some stuff. But uh, the big ones I saw were... Um, they have Army of Two. They have the Crisis series. The Dead Space series. SSX. Shadow of the Damned. Plants vs. Zombies. EA Sports FIFA from like... T- 2014 to 2020. And they do that with NHL and Madden as well. They got the Mass Effect Trilogy and Andromeda. Titanfall 1 and 2. Skate one and three, but not the second game for some reason, and then Anthem, and then they like all the Battlefield games are on there. Dragon Age set, Star Wars Battlefront one and two, and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Mirror's Edge, Sims four. I thought it was cool move with the Xbox stuff because I think X- EA Play on Xbox is different than EA Play on PlayStation because. EA play on Xbox, you get all those 360 games on there. Like yeah. The Dead Spaces and Crisis and like Battlefield by Company 2 and Battlefield 3.
1: Yeah, your like first two Dragon Age games, your mm-hmm. Dante's Inferno.
0: Yeah, so I thought that Dante's Inferno, the idea of Dante's Inferno was really cool as like them translating that to a video game. I didn't ever get around to it. It seemed like a Devil May Cry like clone ish.
1: I remember it being very horny.
0: It's very horny. When you get to lust, it's just like,
1: yeah. I actually on
0: walls and people fucking. I guess.
1: Yeah, a friend, a friend, in, a friend in my and I, uh, like, we we actually like uh, rented the animated movie based off of the game, right? Based <laughs> off of the game's interpretation of this. And when they got to lust, it was just like strange because we were both like, you know, like fucking. 13 year olds who are like, ah, women. Um, and then these women became like spider, like creepy spider things. And it was strange.
0: Good. As it should be.
1: Yeah. If you're um, going to
0: hell, you might as well make weird shit.
1: Yeah. The other thing about that movie is like they changed animation style, like every other circle of hell, um, which yeah, is, I, I wasn't super stoked about most of it, but
0: yeah, I don't know. I never even. I didn't end up playing the I probably played like the first level of the game. I think the scythe is cool. You get a big scythe. Yeah, you kill. You kill, you kill you death. Scythe. Yep. Steal his like, scythe.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like just in. Like in. The, you're in the middle of the Crusades because that's sort of the setting here is you're a knight of the Crusades. Um, and you get murdered. Death shows up and he's like, no, I actually don't die today. And then you kill death.
0: Yeah, and you have your cross that you can just use as your like. Instead of dual pistols like Dante would have, you have, like, a cross that you'll stun people with. I'm in it. Um, But no, so I got this because I wanted to see how the Battlefield servers were. So I jumped into Bad Company 2, and it turns out Bad Company 2 has very bad matchmaking. So normally in a Battlefield game, like, on the PC version of, like, Battlefield 2, you'd have a server browser's. server browser, and it would show you what games are currently being played. Bad Company 2 will just match you into a game. So I'd match into Conquest, and I got into a map that had nobody on it. It did that twice. And then I hopped into an actual server of people playing, and half the people were, like, level 1 new people, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Some people were playing this. It wasn't enough, Austin. There wasn't enough people.
1: Yeah, I didn't... Like, I didn't think... I don't think there really will be, you know. I think a lot of this is going to be these have relatively fun, like single player components, um, with the exception of like certain uh, multiplayer specific titles, like the first Titanfall. Yeah. Um,
0: but and uh, four had a bunch of people playing it, which I was yeah. kind of surprised by.
1: I feel like yeah, because
0: that's a that's a con- that's a that was like a console launch game, but
1: yeah, it was like a PS4 launch.
0: There were a decent amount of new people, but a lot of Battlefield people, that's the most recent modern military one, not including Hardline, which is, like, modern police force one. So a lot of the Battlefield community will just yeah. play for, because it's, like, not a World War II game or World War One game.
1: Yeah. I don't know, this is, like, this is a good list, I think. Like, I'm looking at this list. Um, there's a lot of sports games, so don't care too much about those. <laughs> All the sports games. But, like... You know, like, just the other day, I was on Origin, um, and I was of playing, like, some, I was playing a bit of Mass Effect Andromeda, and I saw that, like, t- Titanfall, you know, is something I could buy there. And I had to seriously, like, stop myself from, like, making a really stupid decision and buying the first Titanfall, which I know no one's playing.
0: No, they're all playing, they're probably playing two.
1: But maybe there are young. enough people playing the first Titanfall that, like, maybe I can get a sense of what that game was like.
0: You'll probably get it, you could probably get into a server.
1: Yeah. Um, I think yeah, like I'm looking at these the rest of these tiles like Dragon Age games, hell yeah. Like that's dope as heck. Um
0: hey man, Game Pass just got way better. This is like ninety games, I think. It's eight over eighty tile titles from the EA stuff, and this is just a bunch of good games. A bunch of the three sixty games are just really good from EA. They had a yeah. really good year that
1: Well yeah, they set. acquired like this is like around with the time they start like acquiring studios and this is like before they start demanding studios like build games in this certain way. Right. Like this is like before for Bioware, they start demanding they make really big and long RPGs Mm -hmm. um, because like the reaction to dragon age two, wasn't very positive despite the fact that that game rips shit so good. Um, So that's how you get like inquisition and that's how you get like what they're making right now, which is, I just, I guess it's called the dread wolf rises or something. Um, yeah, and like how they start including multiplayer modes into BioWare games. Like, that's how you get Mass Effect 3's Horde mode and uh, the mission strut, like the multiplayer missions of Inquisition.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Um, what's what I gonna say about this list? Oh, yeah, I downloaded Dead Space 2 because I'm gonna see if that multiplayer is still active because that had a multiplayer mode where a certain set of people would be the um the human characters with their, like, line cutters and stuff, and then the rest of them would be the aliens fighting yeah. the humans. That oh, that's really cool. You could, like, crawl on the walls and shoot down and attack people. It's kind of like the AVP PC game or the AVP game that came out that was, like, Aliens versus Predators, where all the aliens were just running around on walls and stuff, being a bunch yeah. of shitheads.
1: Like, I think, right. like, yeah, well, because when that game was a thing, like, that's very much, like, Left 4 Dead was huge. Yeah, that's right. So that's how we get this like wave of uh, like kind of inspired multiplayer modes where like you play as like wildly different um, characters, like depending on which side you're on. Mm-hmm. And so stuff like playing as the Necromorphs, like that's cool. Some of the AVP, like some of the AVP video game stuff is also really cool. I just wish like I remember not liking how the Predator felt in that game, but that's about it.
0: Yeah, I man, I'm a, I must have like. I pre-ordered the AVP thing when it came out on PS3, and I think I played a couple levels of it, and I was like, oh, this is trash. I wish yeah. I hadn't pre-ordered this. It was like the uh, was 2010. Ugh. I, got, I got a face hugger though. The tail broke off in, like, everyone's special editions, apparently, which I was one of those. But yeah. um, there's a baby Necromorph in a... The Dead Space Two multiplayer you could play as and they would just run at people is the most terrifying nice. thing. Like when you're yeah. playing as humans, you're just shooting all these necromorph babies that are running at you. This is the bomb. All right. My homework is uh, I'm gonna jump on that Battlefield One server on the Xbox One, see if people are playing that, and uh, yeah. I'll tell you about it <laughs> next week.
1: Yeah, I I because who knows when? As they say, like arriving in, to PC in December. I don't. The thing is, I don't know how much of this arrives to PC in December.
0: Yeah, I'm curious what that curated list on...
1: Like, is I don't think... The thing is, like, for PC, you have potential to put all of this on PC, right? Like, Correct. this is all something that we could get. And, you know, not much of it interests me. Like, I own what I want off of this list. You know, like, I own all the Dragon Age <laughs> I own Titanfall. Syndicate's not on here, so that's a bit of a oh, bummer. Yeah. Uh, because... Like, I just, again, that waypoint, like, stream that they did where they played Syndicate, I was like, damn, this looks good. Um it, really good. Uh, I like,
0: it I on
1: PC. It does. You can get it on Origin. Um, and I've, again, I've had to stop myself. Um,
0: I wonder if it's on Steam, though.
1: But stuff like, it's just Origin. Yeah, but stuff like uh, A Way Out would be, I think, something yeah. to finally play that if I could find someone. Anthem. <laughs>
0: I'll play a way out with you.
1: Getting into Anthem with like no risk <laughs> would be pretty good. Would be pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I think like I really it, it's I, there's some parallels to like the Marvels Avengers where I really like the campaign of Anthem, like not from a storytelling part, but from like the missions they have and just running around and bashing people as a as a mech dude is really fun, but. Once you beat it, there's nothing. There's nothing there. I mean, it's. Right. They should have focused on the campaign more, as it turns out.
1: Yeah, I like. I my fondest memories of Anthem are like I think some of the OSTs pretty dope, and. Yeah. Will probably end up using that if I ever get to run like a. Sort of like a lancer. Yeah. Campaign or something.
0: I played as the javelin, in uh, Anthem. and He's the yeah. big bulking one who just like his ultimate is a minigun. Well, they're all no, called no,
1: javelins.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're all they're all javelin. Oh, this is the Colossus. My apologies. I yeah, no,
1: Colossus is dope. The javelin.
0: So you had a giant rotating like grenade launchers as ultimate, and you could use miniguns. Another no, class is a minigun, and then you have a shield. You could ram into people and like shield bash people with it. He was really
1: yeah. Cool. See, that's what I played as during the beta, and that's like. During that beta, that's when I really thought, like, this game could be something. Because you're stuck with playing as, like, the Ranger, which is, like, the sort of -of jack-of-all-trades javelin for a while. But once I got that it's like, oh, this actually feels different, and I like it a lot.
0: And I remapped my controls on PS4 through their, like, accessibility settings, and I put jump on L2 just because I wanted to hit the trigger to be able to make them fly around and stuff. Felt really good. It made the menus fucked, because I had to... To f- when you open the menu up, I had to press X to go to the to the right to a menu, no, and really. then I had to press like L two to go to the other way or something instead of pressing like R one L one to flip through your menus. It's a whole thing. Someone's going fast outside my house, Austin. It's probably a motorcycle. But um, these these Demon Souls reviews are coming out. I guess if people were liking Demon Souls again, it's very happy to see that for a two thousand nine game. Did you watch any people yeah. getting into it?
1: Yeah, I haven't far? Yeah, I haven't watched anyone like get farther than uh, the the castle, like the Bulletaria castle. Yeah. Um all things considered partially because I just I can't watch other people play those games. No. I think I think I am that kind of person. Like I think I am that terrible a person to where like if I watch someone play a game and I'm just like, oh, I'd be better at this. I can't watch them play that game. And I don't like being that person because that person sucks and I don't want to know that kind of person. But I think <laughs> I might be them.
0: It's true. Hey, you know, I was watching um, Giant Bomb had their PS5 like launch live stream and they were playing it and like, they got like twenty minutes in. I was like, well fuck, I guess I'm gonna buy Demon Souls on eBay. So I bought it for my PS3.
1: Yeah, that's the other thing, is I just I could see myself buying Demon Souls in a real way. Um, yeah. I just need to get I need to I need to find a way to get like the the PS3 emulator running on PC. So that way I can get Demon Souls and
0: the moment I knew I wanted to <laughs> replay this is I think, so Brad Shoemaker on Giant Bomb was playing it, and they get up to the second story, and there's a red knight who you're not really supposed to fight, but there's an item behind him. I'm like, come on, just run around, the juke the knight and go get the item, buddy. Just go get it. And they just ran back, and I was like, well, fuck. So I bought it on, it was on eBay for 20 bucks, and it came with the, the full set. It has, like, the screen, the cover, and the manual. It's the greatest hits version of the disc, but that's fine times i'll i'll get into how i feel about demon souls when we're talking about games and our gameplay impressions podcast yeah yeah hey uh since i I'm, i flipped this around originally, this was in the lightning round but there's a there's a secret door that wasn't in the original game i don't know if you uh took take a look at that yet
1: i mean like i've had i had people like tell me about it i haven't like dove into the door oh great and of course the globe and sort of official um let's see yeah i mean it's just like i opened up the like opened up the article that you dropped and like the it just immediately opens up with like the really shitty redesign of the official that they did Uh, yeah yeah. there's we could we could talk about like remake and aesthetic like probably when we're talking about like shadow of the colossus i think but um
0: i guess it's in one three and you're still in uh what was it 1.3 1.3 uh, one three is the Boletaria Castle still.
1: Yeah, yeah, the Boletarian Palace. And like yeah, it's still pretty it's pretty early, and you just no one seems to have been able to open it yet. And I'm I'm just waiting to hear what the ridiculous <laughs> uh like steps you have to go through to open this door. Because this isn't the first time Blue Point has added a secret door into one of their remakes.
0: They did it for Shadow of the Colossus.
1: Yeah, they did it for Shadow of the Colossus, and you had to collect seventy-nine goddamn coins laying around the Forbidden Lands, so you could open up a door at the bottom of the Shrine of Worship, and you could get like Dorman's Sword. Oh, uh, yeah. Was it at
0: the bottom? I I remember a bunch of people were trying to get to the top, and yeah, we'll see
1: that see the top of the Shrine is the Forbidden Garden, um, yeah. where you get to eat the cursed fruit, which will permanently damage your health. Um, and also where you can go to get to the bridge, like you can you can walk on like that that dope bridge. Yeah, because um, at the
0: beginning of the game, the main characters cross this bridge to get to this sacred land where the colossuses yeah. are, because they're not allowed there. And then the bridge breaks or something. does not the bridge break? We
1: can we can talk about it when we get to shadow of the colossus. Yeah. but like yeah, so that's what you would that's what you climb up to the top of the temple.
0: Oh, the dogs
1: at the bottom. Board- At the bottom of the temple, um, like, but at the bottom of the temple, it's where we have this door that leads to like Dormans. God damn it, to Dormans Uh, throne room.
0: Man, I should play. God, this is. I'm I'm on this trailer. I should just play this. I haven't gotten past the first Colossus. They they have the uh, they have the hidden barrels from the Last Guardian too. Yeah, there are
1: Easter there are Easter Easter eggs like all over that world, um, all over that like interpretation of the. The Forbidden Lands. Um, yeah.
0: Got beautiful
1: Trans Tech. This tree and I tech think, often. Yeah, and I think it works better here, like in Demon's Souls. Like I'm I'm much more interested in like what this door might reveal in Demon Souls than like what it's gonna reveal in Shadow of the Colossus. because like I didn't like the whole 79 gold coin stuff.
0: Yeah. Um I'm, they'll probably do some they'll probably make you collect some. They'll probably make you just kill all the li- like you have to get all the lizards, Austin. Let me tell you about these crystal lizards that are running around. Do you know about yeah. the crystal lizards?
1: Yeah, I know about the crystal lizards. Yeah. That's a like that's a soul's mainstay.
0: Oh, did that did that keep over to Dark Souls?
1: Well, if you're like Well if you're describing the lizards as I think you are, because I think it's like the the crystal lizards that give you uh like crafting materials.
0: Yeah, and they'll disappear if you uh can't find them.
1: Yeah, so that's yeah, okay, so I was thinking. I don't know why i was thinking the big lizards uh but yeah like the tiny little lizards uh in in dark souls like those are throughout like uh dark souls uh one and in three i don't know if they're in two uh uh but i didn't know that they were in demon souls
0: yeah yeah they were in there they sucked they would just run away um all right i think we got all the demon souls out of us um
1: i mean hmm, for now
0: for now. Till, till you play it. Uh, till Austin, I can feel this... I can feel the demon inside of you growing, Austin, as you keep not being able to play this game.
1: Yeah, it's... I mean, it's it's whatever. Like, I I wish there was just a remaster on the PS4. Like, that's, that's what I want more than, yeah. like, a Bluepoint remake. Because as I look at... I'm going to talk about aesthetic here for a little bit. As I look at, like, how Bluepoint redesigned some stuff, like, specifically characters like The Official um it's really frustrating because that character um to sort of describe it is a sort of um very like pompous uh dude in like a very tattered what was once a very fancy outfit that's now tattered and like in the original dark soul in the original demon souls he's wears this like mysterious and like ominous like black obsidian mask that gives him oh. a unnatural smile
0: yeah the official yeah, yeah. original official way better
1: and in this one, they just made this really fat phobic crap, like piece of crap. Um, yeah, and and he's got him like, like
0: oils on his neck.
1: Yeah, he's covered in boils. And they gave him like a shirt that is too small, right? So you can see like his stomach. Yeah. Which just sucked. And yeah. they removed, they took away the mask too. That's the other thing. Like, this is just a person now. Yeah. This is so much less unnerving a creature. I'm trying to remember like if this was
0: just one dude you would randomly fight in Stonefang.
1: Well, he's the first time you see the official is when you fight the Tower Knight. Yeah. He's the oh, guy yeah, that summons he... the archers. That's
0: right, that's right. It's been so long since I played this. <laughs> I just I was trying to remember the bits of Demon Souls that I remember. But um yeah, the aesthetic stuff there's some like the game looks so fucking beautiful in the lighting and the textures and the four K stuff, but there there's a bunch of small stuff on the outside that's like, oh why did you have to do that? This could have been perfect.
1: Yeah, I mean it's just I don't know, it's just it's it's not gonna matter to a lot of people. It it yeah. probably shouldn't. Like I don't sort of hold it against anyone who sees this and just doesn't care. Like I, I get it, right? Yeah. Um I just I, I would like to I'm just that kind of person. I would like to play the original like look of Demon Souls, but like maybe like make it prettier more than I want to see Blue Point's reinterpretation of the game itself. I
0: think my PS3 heard you say that and just turned on for some reason. Oh, it's growing legs. Yeah. It's on its way over. It's the thing. Uh you you sent me this link about the uh the Ubisoft Montreal. Um they thought it was a hostage situation. And it turned out to be police find no threat after response at Ubisoft Montreal. Do you want to get into that a little bit? I didn't really read the article. Yeah,
1: too. so it wasn't as of right now. It's not known if this was like an attack targeted at the Ubisoft offices, right? There is a, or at least no, nowhere I've seen has updated it um, to reflect that. Um, there, like so the police were told that there is a hostage situation, uh, sort of on the street. That Ubisoft Montreal's offices are located at Um, over on. Let's see, yeah. So like this is a sort of a tweet from the Montreal police. Officers have been sent to location following to the location following a 911 call. Specialized uh, FP FPVM officers are sent are on site inspecting the premises. There are no injuries reported. Um, And to my best understanding, is like they were told that there's a hostage situation in the area, like around these offices. So like, for the better part of the morning of, like, November 13th, there was this, like, this sort of, ten- this, like, real tension because people did not know, like, what was happening. Like, no one knew what was happening. Uh, no one, like, when the, within the Ubisoft offices knew what was happening at all. Um, uh, but, like, authorities just sort of came in and just had to clear everyone out of the street uh, as they sort of searched for this hostage situation.
0: Well, am uh, glad it got resolved, you know. Hopefully we don't hear anything. Yeah. If something else was, actually happened. But
1: yeah, like no was, one was injured, as reported. Uh, doesn't seem like, again, no one was hurt, and from this Polygon article I'm reading, there doesn't seem to have been, like, a cause uh, attributed to, to this area, like, what the intents of the caller were. Yeah. Um, there is a Like that night, there is a larger statement published by the um, Montreal police. um, So they put a large number of resources to answer, call for a hostage situation in a St. Laurent Boulevard office building, which is sort of the premises of Ubisoft Montreal offices. Um, And they just had to. uh, They just had to basically evacuate everyone from like that entire boulevard.
0: Yeah, well, I'm glad it got settled. Um, Deathloop got a release date. That was something you sent me in our Google Doc. Um, this is their Arcane Studios. It looks like it got delayed. It was originally going to be a 20, late 2020. It's now going to be May 2021. And uh, this is a... Was this the one that's a PlayStation exclusive? As of the Bethesda stuff?
1: Yeah, like, this is the this so to my understanding is like a console exclusive to uh, the PlayStation. Uh, like this is, this was set before uh, Microsoft had bought uh, the ZeniMax entertainment studios. So yeah. this is, it's sort of, so this game you play as an assassin stuck in a, in a time loop and you're sort of the way you get out is by killing uh, a number of assassination targets while you're being hunted by one of your targets who is like, also an assassin
0: yeah and it can be another player which is cool i'm kind of you know we're still in the we're just talking about dark souls and people invading each other and it's kind of fun to have like a narrative thing with like another player running around trying to kill you as well it can be fun or it can be very frustrating but i think there's some good competitive fun that can be had in that yeah pretty too i love the style of it it's like a um it's like sixties spy aesthetic, and
1: yeah, no, the style is very like the sort of like like sort of high like noir, yeah, sort of aesthetic and like presentation is really interesting to me. It um, looks
0: almost cel shaded. I don't think it is cel shaded, but it looks like no. The characters no, are very stylized. Yeah. Like, they have rough, like, edges or, like, straighter polygons kind of, like, to... Like, the guys in the dog masks in this trailer I'm watching, like, the the snout is very straight and, like, you can see the lines on it.
1: Yeah, and, like, this is... As far as, like, Arcane Studios, like, the your, their games being, like, previous games being, to my knowledge, uh, like, Dishonored and Prey, this is probably the first of their games that I feel like is stylized and makes their, uh, like their general like like look or like aesthetics like they use in all their games like look good. Um I'm not particularly like I don't like the look of like their other games that I've played, but like this looks like I like the style of this and it's it's really doing it for me.
0: Yeah. Like Dishonored's pretty to a certain extent. But it's it's very steampunk. Um yeah. you sent me this Baldur's Gate thing on IGN Baldur's oh yeah, Gate. What's up? They're horny, uh, evil, and frustrated.
1: Yeah, so it turns out people who play RPGs are just horny. Who knew? Yeah. Um We're all just yeah, so, so there's an update. <laughs> I mean, yeah, aren't we all? So there was a, there's an update from Larian about some of the stats that they're tracking um, as in the early access period of Baldur's Gate. Um and I think I think this reveals like like this story, this is like a pretty long write up by IGN. Um, and I think it it reveals a couple of interesting things, right? like the philosophy of Larry, which is like we're always going to probably have even if they don't like kickstart their games, they're always probably going to have some sort of early access period. so they could just keep getting feedback uh, like as is because that's how it's worked for like you know their divinity original sin games, and like that's how you get the uh, definitive uh, editions of those games that come out, like, the year afterwards. Uh, and so, like, as, as like, Sven Vinkie is going through, like, a couple of stats, he reveals that, like, a lot of people are romancing companions, uh, despite the fact that I think a lot of people are also, like, talking about their general, like, kind of general dislike for some of the companions, because all the companions that they've rolled out are either within, like, the D&D alignment sort of scale or, are either like in the neutral category or evil, uh, and he reveals that like, kind of later into this write-up that they are going to be rolling out like more companions.
0: Can I get chaos um, good, please?
1: Yeah, chaotic. Just, yeah, so chaotic good is is a thing, um, and and I like I hope they make that kind of character because that's like the kind of character I play. Usually it's just a chaotic good because I don't want to make a lawful good character. Um, lawful or gets like boring. Yeah. Lawful gets boring. I also just don't think like, that's just where I am with like my current political beliefs of like law does not equal, does not equate to morality. Um, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's so like like Vinke's, like said like we've only put the evil and the neutral ones out there. We haven't put any of the good characters in yet. So I think that will balance that. So I'm interested in seeing like what their good aligned characters look like and like what they consider those people to be. Um, because there are a lot of like there's actually there are a couple of characters who I would encounter in early access. And like man, I wish you could join me. You're cool stuff. Um, hopefully maybe later they will be companions. That would be pretty dope. Yeah. Um. There's another. I hope thing to hear that,
0: more from Baldur's Gate when you get back into it. Um,
1: yeah. There's another thing about here so. where they revealed something. All right, the other thing here is that they're going to look into making a mode that makes dice rolls less, uh, less random. Right. Like they. There's a bit here where, where Vinky talks about. Making a a mode where the dice are kind of loaded in your favor, which I think, which I think is good. I think yeah for single like,
0: player experience. It's like, hey, don't make me lose everything.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the thing, because like the thing that makes like d twenty. I don't necessarily think like d twenty works all that well um as like the main die that you use. I think that's why like I find myself drawn more towards uh, tabletop RPGs like dungeon world and things that sort of use uh, power that sort of use apocalypse world type mechanics where mostly you're rolling like 2d6s or a d12 uh, to determine outcomes. And like the sort of the general like d20 thing in in Baldur's Gate 3 right now it's just it feels it does feel really random because you can't level yourself up enough to the point where you can increase your attributes to really give you an edge. Uh, in a lot of checks, like in a lot of like charisma checks, you're probably at best going to get plus two, unless you can find other modifiers out in the world that are all temporary. Um, so I'll be interested in seeing what they do to like make this a bit less random, and like how that how that changes their sort of approach to making these uh check like decisions and how important like dice rolls are.
0: Well, um. Moving on, there's a Twitch had their GlitchCon going on. Uh, Was it last week? Is it still going on right now?
1: No, it's not going on right now. It's November 14th. Yeah, so this was like over for like a couple of days. Like Twitch had this like GlitchCon sort of event where they it was basically a big ad for Twitch, right? Like this is. Is essentially, what this is like they want to sort of say or show that they are fostering a diverse and positive community on Twitch, uh, which I don't know. You know, it's like yeah, sure, um, because they do—they do very little on a general, like on a day to, on a day based, on a day-to-day day basis. Twitch does very little to actually like rein in, like some of like the groups and uh, communities that form on its platform in a real way.
0: Yeah, and I know uh, they were having some problems with the DMCA from music labels, like not let, wanting people to put their music in their stuff, or even like video games that had a like, uh, soundtrack, licensed soundtrack that they're supposed to be able to use were getting like DMCA notices. Yeah. Uh, Decent assists.
1: Yeah, so like this is oh, like comes after like right a couple of weeks. Talk about it. Yeah, yeah. So like GlitchCon comes after like a number of weeks where Twitch is like really cracking down on DMCA takedowns uh, because the sort of, the music the sort of uh, background here is that the music industry is basically came calling and once it's once it's cut right of like its music being like rebroadcast and. Uh, Redistributed like over these uh, over these streams. So Twitch's response to that is uh, like our like is to uh, give out a number of DMCA takedowns uh, or like notices of DMCA takedowns that like apply to things from like soundtrack music, like in-game soundtrack music, to the you know the regular things like third-party music that streamers bring on to their streams to liven up the environment. And they don't really address, like, what's going on with DMCA takedowns right now. They they addressed it, like, a little. They're going to have a, a dedicated, like, Q&A uh, and keynote as they, like, to discuss that later. I don't think they gave a day. So it's next month. There will be a town hall devoted to the topic of DMCA's next month, um, and it's just—it's just a real mess that this glitchcon uh, event is happening, like in the in the wake of, as like Twitch does its best to reassure its communities and its audience that it's here for it um, and that it wants to support them in a real way. Like it's just how you end up getting things like like a uh, like a one million dollar donation to the Able Gamers uh, charity, which is a charity dedicated to providing uh, people with disabilities uh, with the means to play video games. And like that was a really and, like, that's a really good moment. Like that was really like that was good stuff. But it's hard to ignore everything else that is happening in the background of Twitch in this current moment.
0: I hope they figure it out at some point. You know, they're a very big company. And didn't Amazon buy Twitch as well?
1: Yeah, so, like, Twitch is... Yeah, that's the thing. Like, Twitch is owned by Amazon. Um, They bought them a while back. And it's just... It's... Whew... I don't know. It's just, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to really to dissect in a real way uh, in a very like sort of concise way because there's just, there's so much happening with Twitch uh, in this current moment. The other thing about GlitchCon is that there were no like panels, right? Like there are no panels like about what it's like to like use this platform because so much of this was being like overseen by Twitch. And so like a lot of people like were not able to like use this sort of like a lot of people were not able to use like GlitchCon to like discuss things like dealing with racism uh, like in your in your communities and uh, like how like the tre- the treatment of like of uh, women streamers on camera and that sort of thing uh, which is something that to my understanding does regularly happen at like the live like in person TwitchCon.
0: Yeah. And even it was not in, like
1: they said up here.
0: Female and of color influencers get weird stuff too. Like I've I've been on Twitter pages of people seeing just weird shit or just like weird comments and, like games like video game website postings being like, Oh, this person did their hair weird. Why the fuck are they dressed like that?
1: Yeah, it's
0: gross comments stuff.
1: Yeah. And so, like, panels, like, usually give people, like, a place to, like, discuss that, talk about it, and, like, sort of process all that. And that was just, that wasn't here at GlitchCon.
0: Yeah, so I hope they Uh, find a way to, like, have a panel, be it, like, you know, something akin to, like, a Zoom call of, hey, here's your three panelists. People can watch them, have their discussion. Because it's possible, you can set it up, they just didn't take the time to. Well to Just, flip to some good news, uh Respawn says it's refusing to crunch their team on Apex Legends. This was something coming out of PC Gamer on uh November eleventh by Alex Calvin. Did you take a look into this? Awesome, you're still there.
1: No, sorry, yeah, I was muted for a second. Um, am
0: I muted? No, I'm not muted.
1: No, I was I muted, I muted for a bit. Uh dogs kept dogs yeah. keep going off. So Chad uh, Cleaner
0: was talking during a Reddit M AMA and was talking about how, here's the quote, we also refuse to crunch the team, so we'll probably be making the content slower than if we worked a 15-hour day, but that's not something we're willing to do. We've nearly doubled our size since launch to accommodate the content demands, so we're trying to bring you quality content at a healthier pace. Because they're saying it's extremely slow with updating right now during the pandemic. Yeah. Which, that's good to hear. Yeah. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, like... The thing is, is, like, I... what The the story for Apex Legends, how it's, like, always kind of been presented, this gave, like, this gives respawn, like, this is so successful enough that it gives, like, respawn, like, space to sort of take a bit longer to dole out these updates to it, uh, so that way they don't have to, like, crunch and sacrifice the, like mental and fi- emotional and physical well-being of their employees.
0: Yeah, and they can put out a statement about how, you know, you they are making this game without crunching. It is possible, you know, and they are still a popular, it is still a popular game.
1: Yeah, and we're I mean, really I, I, I'm i pretty sure, like, they, I didn't really speak about it, but I do pretty relatively sure that, like, before this game, like, released, they were crunching it out is my understanding. Um, and, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they were. But, like, once it's, like, hit, I think they're able to, like, back away from doing, like, like, updates in the same way that, like, Fortnite updates, you know? Like, these, like, very yeah. constant uh, sort of thing. And, like, that has like, led let to some points in time for, like, I think like, not Apex's, like, where their user base doesn't, like, kind of, like, drops a bit. Not, like, devored to dangerous levels, I don't think. But it's a bit less like consistent with like how many people like are on Apex as compared to like Fortnite,
0: yeah, and Fortnite is just inherently got the popularity train, more yeah than it has Apex. the
1: yeah, it has the popularity and like the lack of any sort of like specific like aesthetic so that way you can keep doing like stuff like the Marvel uh events and such, whereas I don't think you could like make stuff like that work here in Apex,
0: yeah. Alright, we are in the lightning round. Let's begin it, you know. Um, there's a complete Neo collection with Neo 1 and 2 coming out. Um, what is it? It's coming to PS5? The pack? What's going on with this, Austin? I guess Austin disappeared, but that's okay. Um, Don't, uh, hello, okay, I'm here. Oh, hey, what's up?
1: Yeah, sorry, dogs just. It's
0: available on PS4 for the Neo 2 Complete Edition, and the Neo Collection is come available on PS5, remastered for PS5 as well. Support 40K, 120 FPS, and faster load times.
1: Yeah, so like this comes with the fact like Neo 2 is getting a complete edition that will be available on PS4. Um... And then you'll be getting like the remastered games on PS5, which is going to come with like everything for those games. And I anyway, think it's it's an interesting thing to know, because this is, to my understanding, it's just been like PlayStation exclusive for a while. And I think this is probably like this is. I think the start of a very long, like, couple of years where a lot we're just seeing a lot of remastered editions of games be re-released onto PS5.
0: Yeah, that should be cool. Right. For people. I wish I got into them more. Send me a link on this. Uh, Mass Effect modders have been unofficially remastering the trilogy for years, and they had their own N7 Modding Day. Come out where they put out a showcase of the different mods they were working on, right? Yeah.
1: So this is so the article linked here is a rock paper shotgun article written by uh, Emogen Beckhelling. Um, and so, like when we like we talked about Mass Effect, we talked about in Seventeen News last week, mm-hmm. uh, and like during our discussion, it just kind of like it kind of became like I think the sort of opinion, or at least the opinion that I shared, was that I can't imagine a reason to go back to the remastered like to a remastered edition of this trilogy for any reason uh because I have access to this on PC and I feel like it's important to like better discuss like why that is and like this modding community is is that reason more or less um so this is like a good roundup of a like two like two big videos uh that were released on in 7 day by like modders one of them was a large community spotlight which features several mods like going into Mass Effect 2 and changing the, like, female Commander Shepard face to the Mass Effect 3 face,
0: Hmm.
1: right? Because the sort of, the consensus, as much as I have problems with the redesign of, like, Commander Shepard's face into Mass Effect 3, uh, like, the very, like, drastic redesign she got, like, I think, like, the community has kind of gotten to the point where, like, the Mass Effect 3 face is the, like, default Commander Shepard face to a lot of people. So, like... So now there's like work to get that face into like Mass Effect one and two that's been completed. Um you the have cool the highlight redhead. Yeah, the the cool redhead Commander Shepard.
0: then they added the female um they let Femme Shepard do romance options with Miranda and Jack, which yeah were- for Guy Shepard.
1: Yeah, so like in Mass Effect two you have a Cerberus Agent, Miranda Lawson, and the sort of the con like your convict character uh who's uh subject Zero, aka Jack and like within like it was always kind of a weird thing because like Miranda was and like Bioware has shared this so much like I t- originally Miranda was intended to be like a bisexual romance partner yeah um and Jack narratively like describes uh like talks about being bisexual but they were both like gender locked to like the male commander Shepherd and so like yeah. what this mod is does like this romance these romance mods do uh is like f- allow you to romance them, give them like actual like cinematic cutscenes, like change the animations so that way it works between like the different models. Right? Because that way when they you know when they interact if they touch it doesn't look like it doesn't look like they're like they are trying to interact with a male Commander Shepherd that's going to like have different proportions than like a female Commander Shepherd would. That sort of thing. Um, and then I'm you have things
0: I did choose Miranda in my Mass Effect 2 campaign. Yeah, Miranda's... That's in the chat for my original love of Mass Effect 1, Liara. You got to look at her photo on your desk. That's about as much as Mass Effect 2 did for Liara.
1: Yeah, up until, like, the DLC, right? Like, yeah. That's- that's like, like Miranda's a cool, like, character. I have problems with, like, her arc in that series.
0: Yeah, uh, still- they because- kind of turn her into a bad guy, don't they?
1: No, no, they don't turn her into a bad guy. Like, the problem is, is her arc is, like
0: clone that's perfect
1: yeah so that's she's like she's a genetically like modified person and her whole thing is like her dad like basically made her like air air quote perfect right and but like there's a as you get into like the dlc turns out that there is a flaw with miranda there's a flaw that her dad and it's that she can't she can't reproduce right she can't have kids of her own and like I kind of wish, like, I kind of wish Mass Effect was just, like, no, that sucks, that's stupid. Miranda's, like, like, I wish, like, gave her that, in like, that agency to be, like, no, well, it's stupid that he thinks that's a flaw, but whatever, that sort of thing. Yeah. Because then, like, as you get into the DLC, it's revealed that she's, like, trying to see if she can ever have children. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, it just feels like a like a sci-fi, like, Yennefer arc <laughs> to bring this to The Witcher. Um. Because it's like the same like kind of arc that Yennefer goes through in like the Witcher yeah. books, and I've just I've not was into it there, not into it here. And then you have other like projects here for the mod communities, like the A Lot project, right, which is a like huge texture uh, and video like res project uh, that like really more than doubles the size of like certain of like Mass Effect two and three uh, as far as file size goes. So, um, but it makes it look makes it look pretty good and then you have other things like through this mod like showcase and the things that i'm most excited about are like the final updates to the expanded galaxy mod Mm -hmm. which like really makes mass effect 3 feel reactive like because what it changes is like the galaxy map in 3 uh and like makes like uh gives you like faction maps basically right so like the reapers as they come into the galaxy they're claiming more and more systems on the galaxy map, and you have like a couple like maps, uh systems where Cerberus is taking control. And then you have like the rest of it where it's kind of like the systems alliance and your allied uh forces are trying not to lose. And so that makes like the war like movie aspect of Mass Effect Three a lot more interesting to me. Yeah, well,
0: and so I just wanted... they have yeah done a lot more a lot of work over the last eight years making mods for that game because people really like those games
1: yeah people <laughs> like people really like that game and this community is something that like pops up out of a, a dislike for the mass effect 3 ending yeah and like this is kind of like this is kind of a big milestone for a lot of them because a lot of projects that involve like changing the ending and like improving like things in mass effect 1 and 2 are like reaching their conclusions and with this remaster there is this sort of anxiety about what does this community look like after a remaster for Mass Effect, uh, for the Mass Effect trilogy comes out? And I think that's going to be interesting to watch.
0: Yeah. Alright, I sent you this link to this Animal Crossing trailer for the, uh, they're doing a update for it's going to be it's going to be Christmas, Thanksgiving, and Save Data Transfers, or as uh, Animal Crossing calls it, it's Turkey Day and Toy Day. But, uh, you get to hang out with Gobbles. Franklin the Turkey, I almost call him Gobbles for some reason. Are we He's making? a chef. And you get to put some pumpkins in there and make some stew. You get a Christmas tree. And Jingle the reindeer is going to hang out with you. And it's going to snow in December. Okay. Um, Wild. Are you going to be up? cooking turkey in this Thanksgiving event? Um, you know, uh, we, we don't we don't talk about... Uh, you know, it's a vegan stew, actually. You know? What's happening? I, you're, you're, I you're basically just giving him pumpkins to put in the stew. You're not cooking turkey. Well, that's
1: all they show, but like there are platters, like there are covered platters on this table, of varying
0: sizes. Travis, yeah, yeah. are you gonna make Franklin eat turkey? Yeah, make Franklin eat himself. I I fed little pieces of the chicken to the chicken because he was hungry. That's my social network reference of the day. But um, I feel like they, I have found like weird meat products in Animal Crossing, and be like, oh, this is weird because. The animals are my residents too. Is this just like a, this is a Disney thing where there's like a a a funny they're funny animals who talk to you and then there are all the regular animals that they eat. I don't I don't know. I'm just everyone's vegan in Animal Crossing. It's fine, except for the wolves. They eat the rabbits. I guess. Oh no. They're just it's my Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater. Bring it in with animal crossing yeah but you don't the animals yeah there's some fan art from back in the day and like a game informer that was snake eating the animal crossing animals
1: yeah so what is it so save data transfer functionality that's coming up
0: yeah so you can save transfer your data and they're gonna expand the catalog and there's or how much storage space you have let's see if it says what the save data transfer thing is if they've talked about it allows you to transfer resident data to another system all right i wonder if you're moving to a new town or if it's you're just starting a new town on i something i think it's like
1: like basically cloud saves right like We have cloud saves already oh okay Hmm.
0: yeah but it's about moving your island to another switch for let's say we were roommates, and we had one switch on an island. If I wanted to get my own island, I would get a switch, and I could transfer my character to the other island to start my own thing. <clears throat> was my voice there a little bit, but that's okay. Let's see if I can find this dumb image. Nope, it's fine. Not going to worry about it. Oh my god! All right. Um, I think was that the last thing on my lightning round thing? I think it is. Okay, we. That is the end of the episode. Um, if y'all want to send us some emails, you know, I'll, I'll probably we'll probably do emails in the the news one. Maybe we'll do it in gameplay impressions. But yeah, hit, hit me up at thirdcoastgamingradio2 at gmail.com. Uh, where, can, where can everyone find you at, Austin?
1: Yeah, on Twitter you can find me at beardless2, 2
0: And I'm at Travis23Doyle. Thank you very much for joining us y'all have a wonderful day
1: talk to y'all later